Ooh. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. I'm joined with the boys today, Benny, Scassi, Jackie. Um, we've not got a lot of football to talk about, international break, but none of the games have happened yet. We're recording nice and early in the week. So we've got a little bit of a special today. We'll be diving into our individual all-time 11s. Um, as we're talking before the podcast here, there's some dubious calls in there already. Um, just before we jump into that, we will discuss the two Premier League games that have happened. But first, boys, how are we all doing? Doing Fantastic. well. Yeah. Right. Good, good. Yeah. First time recording on a, um, on a weekday. Yeah. yeah. Really treating ourselves. So, uh, we've got a public holiday here because of the Queen's passing. Celebration day. Memorial day. day. Yeah. So rest in peace to the Queen. And thank you for the day off. And <laughs> 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 well, we get another one in a couple of weeks for her birthday. Yeah, I, I, I asked me boss, do we still get that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, obviously the events that have transpired. Yeah. <laughs> she has, has no longer got a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, st- she still has a birthday. It's just not as big of a deal, you know. <laughs> but it's also not a birthday when we have the Queen's birthday, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, birthday's in like June, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but we get a public holiday in September. Yeah, just I'm Queensland. about it, to be honest. But yeah. Um, I just want the day off. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, <laughs> Treat ourselves. No, re- no disrespect, meant That's just how the Australian culture is. Yeah, that's <laughs> just how it is. If you can get paid to sit at home, you want. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, let's kick ourselves off then with one of the two games we've got is Brentford versus Arsenal. Brentford were at home for this one, but ended up copping a three 0 sausage from Arsenal. Mm. Um, great bounce back. The Arsenal boys is obviously the thing I questioned about them. The reason yeah. why I wasn't on the hype train was how are they going to react when they get d- dominated by Manchester United? Yeah. Um, it turns out by dominating Brentford. Back on top of the table. Yeah, Brentford, yeah. no joke too. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been getting some good results here and there. They're a hard team to play. Mm. For Arsenal to pretty much just pick them apart, made it look very easy. Um, I thought as well without Odegaard in the team. Yeah. Just brought in Fabio Vieira, who had a very good game. Scored a scream, screamer, yeah. Absolute belter. Saliba scoring again. <sighs> the man can't be stopped. Him and Gabriel. I, I, I want to know how many goals they've got between them, but they, I reckon yeah. they'd be up there. Mm. Hey, Zeus, I fucking love him, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he is good. Seems like he's been quiet the last few weeks for goals, but the way he took his header was yeah. very number nine. What a ball by Jacoba. Mm. That was unreal. <laughs> You gotta like the way Arsenal are playing with their little intricate passing and things like that around the box. Yeah, hundred percent. They have three goals between them, Saliba and Gabriel. That's mental. By three each. That's the ever. It's not as much as got two and Gabriel's got. Still quite a bit for a centre back pair. Yeah, seven games. Yeah, I can see him scoring more, but they're so deadly off set pieces. Mm. It's weird. I don't know how his header too. Saliba's header was just yeah. It, even if it wasn't a goal, it's a great ball to the back post to allow someone like Jesus or someone on the end of it. Yeah. Well, even Jesus's goal was good too because his was a header as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Pinged it back. It's a very post. number nine-esque, like to get yeah. up and around your defender like that. And he's not a big fella, so that, shout out to him. That was the thing. It's all three goals. Um, Raya had no chance with. Yeah. They were all unreal goals, you know. And to be fair, they should have scored inside of a minute when Martinelli in the box. Yeah. yeah. See that? That 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 was unreal play. I felt like it looked like Brentford just didn't even come out. Arsenal just like passed it through them. And Saliba too. He had one goal, um, sixty four passes, eighty nine percent. 
conversion rate with passes and six out of eight duels won. Yeah. What a start to the season game. he's had. Yeah. Mental. Mental that there was taught the start of the season of him not even playing for Arsenal and now mm. this massive part in the in the defensive line. Look listen to this conversion rate. He's had three shots and scored two. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> and one of them was that absolute yeah. screamer. Yeah. yeah. Top corner. He's also gone the assist. Passing accuracy so far in this season over the seven games is 93%. Oh, he's bound to all, don't he worry about it. He wins 75% of take-ons, so he's having a fucking good season. Honestly, uh, he might be a shout for Ballon d'Or if Arsenal win Summit. Or if France win Summit this year. Come on now. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> steady on. because of his, se- his season at Marseille as well, because it's a full 12 months. It's not just football seasons. It's yeah. a full 12 months. And he, he won fucking player of the year in, in Liga. Yeah. Yeah. They never give it to someone like above Helen. They never give it to someone like him, but yeah, he, no. he's got to. If he was to do this three more years in a row, Van Dyke didn't win it when he was playing at top. He got robbed that season for Ballon d'Or from Messi. Did Messi win it above him? I don't know. Messi fucking robs it. Nah, I thought it was Modric the year that. Yeah, it was Modric. It must be Salah got robbed when last last one that Messi won. Alright, that's it. Yeah, fucking fuck a Liga. So yeah, um, Brentford, unfortunate, kind of ends their, not ends, but their streak of good games. Again, we'll have to see how they now bounce back. Obviously, it's a bit easier for them because you're dominated for 90 minutes. It's not like you can swing either way and you get done 3-0. Um, see how they come back after the they international break. Bournemouth away, they had their next match, so it's a good I opportunity. Th- I thought that was a hard one to pick this week too, the Bournemouth-Brentford game for next week. You reckon? Yeah. I reckon Ivan Tony's going to be coming back with a vengeance. Now he's had a mm. sniff of that England dressing room. He's going to be thinking all oh, December. I wouldn't mind going out to uh, Qatar. And how cool is that? Of um, is it Thomas Frank, the manager? Mm. How Southgate called Frank and let him deliver the news yeah. to Tony instead of like Southgate doing it directly. That is dope. Like Southgate's yeah. such a good man manager like that. He knows it's when people need to hear it from other people. Because even Thomas Frank, he was like, "Fuck, that was one of the best things anyone's done for me." Yeah, he's like <laughs> giving me that opportunity to um. Tell Tony that he's in the team. Yeah, to fucking brighten his whole world up. Yeah, yeah so double win that for Thomas Frank and Ivan Tony. Yeah, so shout out to Southgate for and doing Southgate, that. Southgate, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Right. now he gets all the flowers. But he's probably just like, fuck yeah, one less phone call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't actually Southgate. It was like a voice recording yeah. that his assistant was playing from the St. George's sent Park. It to everyone. <laughs> all the other managers were like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He phoned Ten Hag to say about Maguire and Ten Hag's like, you fucking want him. I'm not fucking telling him you want him. It's on you, mate. <laughs> Are you sure you yeah. want him? <laughs> he hadn't played in six weeks. Yeah. He's been fucking rubbish. Stop prank calling my number. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Maguire, you mean Sancho? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maguire, yeah, no, all right. <laughs> um, Goodison Park, shock horror. Everton have won the first game of the season. Damn. And Neil Mopai. Mopai, yeah. Fucking volley. Just a great hit, Big to be goal. fair. Tight, intricate play. Is it alarm bells for West Ham now? Yeah, hard to say no, yeah. Yeah, seven games, no wins. Thing is, they've looked good. They just can't put the ball in the back of the net. I disagree. I don't think they've looked good. I think they've looked they've looked solid, but they haven't looked fluid going forward at all, I think. Like, when I, when I have to predict them... And, you know, against like next week, especially, I sort of my thoughts are where are they going to get goals from because they just they don't look fluid to me. They're not scoring. They're not playing well. 
going forward like they know, they used to. Need a um, striker that's not Antonio because I know he had a cracking season, but well, they got Skamaka and he he's been firing in the um, I don't, I, conference. Yeah, I think it's I think it's easy to just put it straight on the striker. I think I think their build up play has been bad. I think you know passing through the lines and then the transition from midfield to attack has been relatively poor this season. Maybe that that three in behind Antonio maybe is just not working. I know they got Paqueta in there now. And he's, he's, he's looked good since yeah, coming he's in. He's been really good, but. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I don't, I don't think Moisey will lose his job, though. No. I think no. he'll be fine, but it's just something that has to turn around soon. I mean, he's taken West Ham to European football for two, three seasons in a row or something like yeah. that. Like, I don't think there's... I think it would be way too early to give him the boot or even to start talking about giving well, him the boot. Well, even if West Ham finished, like, 10th this season, I still think next season they could bounce back into mm. Europe as well. Well, it depends because they're going to lose Rice next year. Yeah. That's after the World Cup. He's gone. So the gentleman's agreement, whether or not where he goes to is another thing. But Probably Chelsea, I reckon. Yeah, you don't I do think so. they'll get running back West Ham. I don't think their season's over with. I think no, they'll start. Surely not. I think I think I feel like every week when we do the predictions, I pick them to get their like their the ball to get their bounce, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like hard not to. Well, I'm, like, I'm looking I at really next week. I want to back against them. Like we'll get into the predictions later, but three of us have coming back yeah. next week. And that was another. Yeah, that was a tough one, but but yeah, yeah Everton. Well done, Everton. They got their goal. No pie. Frank Frank Lampard down the bits. Made, made him hard to beat, and now he's getting points. So. That's all you can really do with a team like that. I Still think. missing D- DCL as well. Yeah, yeah. Wobi, I think was was man of the match in the game as well, which is another. Big when when isn't he this season? To be honest. Just um, touching back on West Ham quickly while you search for that. Um, Declan Rice, they rely heavily on him to be able to carry the ball forward. Mm. So, I mean, he's up. Is he having a bit of a quieter season? Not not being able to. Because I think last season, there was a couple of months there where he was leading for um, carrying the ball. Yeah, ball carries. He's yeah, ball carries or something. Definitely not doing it as much. I think the midfield has changed shape a bit, so there's not really yeah. that space for him to... Yeah. I mean, you can tell because like, players like Jared Bowen yeah, dropped off the face of the planet. Like That's what I mean. Pablo Fernales, he, will, he would always you know bring things to the table when he really hasn't this season either. Mm. Um I think another one is, like, I haven't watched every single game of um, of West Ham, so it's hard to be the judge. But um, a lot of murmurs about Suchek not having a good season too. Yeah. Which is um, could be a big reason why Declan Rice isn't. Yeah, he's having to do more of that defensive. Yeah, not bringing the ball forward. What have you, I swear to him. Well, Suchek last year was, for me, one of West Ham's best players. Cause he like he's just everywhere, yeah. Which is crazy for a big man. Covers a lot of ground. Like he was always getting in the box for headers. Yeah, scores um, a lot of goals. Yeah, but yeah. West Ham don't even have like depth for that defensive midfielder position either. Mm. Yeah, it could just be fatigue because he's played two seasons now, a lot of games for West Ham. Like international break may do good. Yeah, maybe. Well. Not even that, because they had a fair gap between end of the season and start of this one. Yeah, true. So, um, Stats-wise for this game, Everton looked to be on top for the most part. More possession. West Ham doubled them on shots, both on target and just in general. 
14 and 4 for West Ham, 7 and 2 for Everton. Um, but yeah, touches, passes, well, clearances, but that's not a good thing for Everton. West Ham had 14 corners, Everton's 5 as well. Fuck. Shows how, how sort of solid Everton are defending mm, in their Defensively, box. yeah. Tarkowski and Cody effect, eh? And, di- and how direct West Ham are. They have less possession and more corners. Yeah, and twice as many shots. Interesting that Frank is now playing the 4-3-3 as well. So his back four this week was um, Cody and Tarkovsky, Patterson and Mikolenko with Cody wearing the armband. Mm. <laughs> That's a loan signing, being captain of your club. Maybe he's looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> hard not to when it's kind of Cody, but yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a dressing room. Everything probably still, still club captain at Wolves. Captaining Everton. What the fuck? Worst player ever. <laughs> so bizarre. But I think Frank has to stay to this team and formation now for a bit. Like mm. I don't think you should just jump in next game and change like three plays. No. Like he's he's finally found the game. He's won. He's got to try and build on that now. Yeah. Who'd you play through the middle? Gay, uh, Awobi and um, Onana. Oh, sorry. Up, up top? Up top, uh, yeah. Neil Mope, I believe. Yeah, Gordon and Gray, was it? Next to him? Uh, yeah, Gordon and Gray. Gray. Yeah. yeah, very very interesting. It's, I think it's promising for Everton too because they've got a, they've got a few <coughs> signings on the bench still. Like We haven't seen anything of Jimmy Garner yet. Uh, he, he has made a couple of appearances. Came off the on, bench, yeah, off yeah, the bench, yeah, little but cameos. But yeah. that's I mean, he he could be another one that breaks through into that team. Um, they they've got a little bit of depth for their quality. I think you know yeah. the depth. The depth. Don't get me wrong. The depth's not amazing or anything like that. But given the quality of their first team, their depth is very solid. Yeah. So I think uh, it's promising for Everton. Yeah, looking at get the winning formula. Looking at their bench, so they had Michael Keane, Seamus Coleman, Ruben Vinagre, Dwight McNeil, Decore, Tom Davies, James Garner, Salomon Rondon. Yeah, they so think when DCL comes back and he he's going to go straight in the lineup, obviously. Um, so then you've got Mope as the option off the bench instead of Rondon. It's he's it's a hard to team a to roll over. Yeah, I was going to say where's Andre Gomez, but he's on loan at Lily. Lily. Lily, yeah, but Lily. Lily pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of fell out of favour with the club. Obviously, he had that horrific injury a few seasons ago. That's kind of stopped him. Who's this? Andre Gomez. Yeah. And the, and the leg break, didn't he? Yeah. It's pretty pretty gnarly. But yeah, that's the two games covered. Um, Came for football to come back. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Big Fuck this international break, to yeah. be honest. Fuck the Nations League. Fuck it all. Just give us more football. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, <We're> brothers now. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into predictions, let's jump into our, the main chunk of our podcast today. Our World 11s. <coughs> so, all time. audience at home, prepare yourselves because these are very subjective. Obviously, we've, we kind of threw it out vaguely in the group chat this week to just make up an all-time 11 of players you'd want to see playing together. Um. Yeah, there's going to be some absolutely... Well, the parameters are different for all of us, I think. Like you you right. picked who you'd like to see yeah, play together. I take an interpretation but of the rules, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think we've all got different in, uh, parameters set. Yeah. Feel free to absolutely roast us. Yeah, especially Ben. Not me, mate. Yeah, Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Those comments away, please. <laughs> but yeah. Fragile. I'll kick us off. and I've, So I've gone for a team of players that I'd love to see playing together. 
So, and obviously I'd be coach, so I'd just have them absolutely doing work <laughs> up and down <laughs> up and down the field. We'd score so many goals, it'd be beautiful. Um, so I've gone a 3-5-2 or 3-4-1-2, however you like to see it. Depends if we need to sit in, if we're just happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my goalkeeper, I've gone for, I think, the best goalkeeper that might have ever existed in Manuel Neuer. Yep. A man who's completely changed his position, been still in Bayern's lineup despite them having marvellous goalkeeping options. Um, the sweeper keeper, I just love him. I think he's fantastic. Um, my back three... Is absolute weapons. So it starts with Sergio Ramos, followed by Maldini. And then this is my shout in the middle, the most dangerous captain I think I've ever seen, John Terry. I respect it. Mm. I was going to throw, you know, Rio or Vidic, but that's just biased talking over the fact that John Terry is one of the best Premier League centre backs that's ever existed. He's the best English centre back ever. Yeah, I think. Easy. I'd say that would be. Over Bobby Moore. I think so, yeah. Especially yeah. in the time that well, yeah. Terry if, you, grew if up. you take the modern bias of football into it, yeah, I'd put him over Bobby Moore. Obviously, the only thing he has against him is that penalty he scuffed against United in the Champions <laughs> League. But yeah, um, I'm gonna go for my wide players now. These two are the ones. So there was many shouts that I had out here. I had Giggs, I had Cruyff, I had Georgie Best. All players that were in this team at one point until I just sat myself down and had a think about it. The two players that made me love football, on the left, it's Ronaldinho, and on the right, it's David Beckham. Two players that I just love. David Beckham, for me, is the reason why I love football. Watching him whip balls. The goal he scored against Wimbledon, I remember watching it because Dad was a Wimbledon fan. Just unreal. I was like, get me some of that. That's why I hit the ball from halfway and it pings off the crossbar. I'm like... (laughs) 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 Um, my <laughs> midfield three, so it's like a two and a one in front. I've got Zinedine Zidane, Andrea Pirlo, and just in front of them, Lionel Messi. Nice. Originally, when I had this team, Messi wasn't in it. It's a very attacking midfield. Yeah, no, we're, we're here to do damage, mate. There's a balance. There's no balance. <laughs> we're just going to outscore everybody. Yeah, okay. Besides my team. <laughs> Trust me, mate. I'd even outscore them against my back three. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love... I love Zidane. I love Pirlo. I love the way he dictates games. That lazy but beautiful style. Zidane, just an elegant footballer. Doesn't get talked about enough for how good of a footballer he was. And Messi, like I said, he wasn't in this team originally. But again, I had to sit myself down and think... I could talk about any other playmaker, but their numbers just don't rival that of Lionel Messi. Um, and up top, I've got two blokes that share the same Ronaldo. name on the back of their shirt, CR7 and R9. I mean, for me, R9 is the best I've yeah. ever seen do it, really. Like, the way he plays, obviously with him and Messi, they're going to be dribbling past each other. It's going to get a little bit awkward, but r nine so powerful, so Deadly, so quick, so confident. And CR7, don't need to say much, mate. He's He's going to be hitting fat Sues with Messi and Ronaldo rolling balls in behind for him. (coughs) Beckham whipping it back post. Um, Obviously, Wayne Rooney, Ibrahimovic, Peter Crouch, all could have been in this team. (laughs) Peter Crouch. I I love Peter Crouch, mate. But yeah, that's my 11. Who's captain? 
Uh, Terry. Over Maldini and Ramos. Well, I mean, most of the team were captains of club or country at some point, but I'm giving it to John Terry. So, yeah, boys. And manager? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my teammate. Come on, yeah. on let's sort it out. Well, you're the owner of the club. Yeah. CEO, board. Owner, owner, <laughs> owner, manager, yeah. Owner and board, manager. Board. I'm like top bowling, mate. I'm playing a 4 4 3. So, yeah, boys, let me have it. Roast me. What are we thinking? I think that's a good shout, to be honest. It's a Good oh. chat. Obviously, there's a bit of biasness with Beckham and stuff, but that's who you like watching. That's up to you. Yeah, I think I think it's probably f- there's, a, there's it's a mix between the best ever and then what you in, liked watching. Yeah, mm. well, which oh, I like. I like that. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Just need more balance in the midfield. I reckon. Yeah, it would get absolutely fucking destroyed by probably all of our teams. I imagine. <laughs> I haven't heard I these ones yet, but I can't imagine I'm, so, mate. I'm just saying, <laughs> Mount, Mount no Dini cutting that you midfield off. will get. Like you've already got three at the back, yeah, and then you got a midfield with literally no defenders, and you got Beckham and Ronaldinho on yeah. each side. That's not going to track. Yeah, back. They, no, they're not. <laughs> will track, but I've got also got Manuel Neuer, who's basically a centre back, so it's practically <laughs> four yeah. at the back. You know, no, I do like the Neuer shout. That was my keeper too. Mm. I was. It was between him and Levy Yashin. I thought, but yeah, it was. Mine. Do you have Neuer as well? No, I've got Neuer. Allison. Pepe Rona Jersey Duda Yeah I know you too now Dude uh, Fucking What No yeah No yeah No yeah Did you yeah. say Yeah yeah <laughs> Fuck I thought you said Duda heck. No, I said Duda <laughs> You said Duda That's cool. Anyway no, I haven't got Noya. Brain's Head's gone There we go Alright then no. Jackie Give it Kick to us, us off mate. mate What do you got Oh dear Actually wait 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 Let's I want to chuck this little curveball in Let's say it's 90th minute, it's one all, and you have to bring on the super sub for your team. Who's coming off and who's coming on? Who's coming off? Um, That's a tough one. I'd probably take off R9, just because, you know, his knees might be, he might pick up a couple of injuries. And then I'm putting on Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Right. I'm putting on the pit bull, because he's a fucking workhorse. Even Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> even till he was old and, like, in the... That you're a dick. <laughs> I just can't talk like that. Meet me at the hotel, motel, holiday. Oh God, we're gonna get copyright. Uno, don't say cuatro. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing on Rooney for the workhorse and for the fact he might get in a fight and give us a few extra minutes. <laughs> Not bad, yeah. Or get sent off in the World Cup. Amen. <laughs> all right, crack on then, Jackie. What do you got? Um, all right, so. Already discussed. I've got Neuer in goal. What's your formation? Uh, so, formation I'm playing is four two three one. Mm-hmm. All right. Up. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Neuer in goal. <laughs> got back four. Got Cafu right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you got Virgil at centre back. Sure. <laughs> I've got Rio at centre back. Really? Yeah, and I've got Virgil at centre back. Yeah, nice, nice. And I've got Maldini left back. So like Maldini it. like sort of played left back, centre back in his time. Um, for me, Virgil and Rio would as two centre backs, like calm on the ball, can pass the ball, can start attacks from back there. Maldini, same, just defensively unreal. Cafu can get forward as well. Um, so Maldini's left back. Maldini's left back. Yeah. Um, so the midfield two. I've got Gerard and Vieira. Oh, I like it. Just like I just imagine if that if those two are running past you like they do, or yeah. like they had, had done, deadly. 
and Matt, like, if you're midfield on the other team, you're like, fuck's sake, I've got to fucking chase these cunts again. <laughs> um, then I've got Maradona in the 10. That's a shout. I didn't even think about Maradona to be fair. I'd probably put Maradona in over Messi. No, I think. No, you can't. I know. (laughs) I know I can't, but I'm thinking I probably would if I had another chance. Well, there's a few names that you said as sort of honourable mentions. I was like, oh, fuck. Forgot. Like, Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff, yeah. Yeah, Or look. Yeah. Um, And then, like Carl, I've got Ronaldinho on the left. Just fucking. You just love to see him. Sexy footballer. Yeah. Uh, Messi on the right and R9 up front. Jeez. No CR7. Well, I'm glad you said that, Scouse. The, the, uh, the 90th minute sub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that leaves room for CR7. <laughs> Bring on Mr. Pinaldo himself. Yeah. Crazy. Another one I thought about for up front was Pele. Yeah. Well, Hard to put him in with what... Yeah, like only staying in Brazil. Yeah, he's one of those yeah. like crazy. Like I was reading an article last night, just like looking through like the top fifty footballers of all time. It was made by like um, one of the top um, papers or article, whatever it is in the UK. And guess what number the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo fifteen? <laughs> wow, you are. Yeah. Even though I saw it like bullshit. Like for me, he's second best after Messi. But there's no way he's fifteen. Yeah, I, th- I, I find it hard. Like obviously. Our era, but Messi and Ronaldo, easy. They're one they're, and two. They're like, I mean, up there. The, the numbers of all time in broken crop. football. Yeah, like no one has ever. They got, they got like fucking nine Ballon d'Ors between them. Or, no, more than that. More than that. Eleven. Eleven. Because yeah. Messi's got six and Ronnie's got five. Well, they dominated a decade and, and some. Yeah. yeah. In a, in an era where. Any other player could have won it. Yeah. 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 Like there was some like yeah, it wasn't like there players. wasn't players putting up numbers either. Benzema, Dorsala, yeah. Iniesta, Xavi, Suarez, Neymar. I think, I think Neymar. the last one before um, Messi won it, or Ronaldo won it first, I think the last one was Kaka as well. So, like, you've got the Kakas, you've got, like, at Milan's, the, the big players there. Like, mm, yeah. you know, there, there were some huge players back then too. Well, to, to be honest, the only reason Pele was... And we'll say an honourable mention was because him and Maradona won that Player of the Century. Yeah, together. Yeah, was well, yeah. But, hard but, not hard to dis- discount what he did for Brazil too. I think the only yeah. player ever win four World Cups, yeah. mm. which is a, a bloody outrageous. He's a bit of a farm goal merchant though. All yeah. his stats are a bit. Yeah, farm and he goal makes merchant. his fucking goals up, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I oh, yeah. was thinking about him. He did it in the side. Was like, I can't put him yeah. in because. Changes his goal tally every fucking Oh, time. yes, I scored 10 <laughs> against a team in the streets. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Over a thousand goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm not too angry at that team, to be honest. Who's I your w- captain? <laughs> Jezza, isn't it? Yeah, nice one. Who? Gerard. Nice. But you That's got a good balanced team, though. Yeah. 4 2 3 1. It's very, I feel like it's very um, Premier League orientated. Yeah, yeah, but that's fair. Well, I was trying to. Yeah, when I did mine, there's I was only four in there. Trying to steer away from it, but really, it's their own. It's yeah, what, it's what you watch. It's what you watch. Yeah, yeah. and f- like people may say, Gerard's biased shout, but his fact. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like he's my favorite player of all time. So yeah. I'm gonna put him in, aren't I? Yeah. And Vieira for me, I just could like I'm just trying to imagine Gerard and Vieira running past you. 
I'm trying to get past them as well. Yeah, like as long as the grass isn't wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up with Gerard, mate. Just turn and he slips over. Stinky Steve. Uh, I think it'd be an interesting matchup between you, your two teams because I feel like there's more superstars in yours, but my boys would have just more balanced functionality. Pilo would empty his pockets and he finds the air. <laughs> <and Gerard. laughs> what are you talking about? Especially with your, co- I think Cal's coaching tactics. Yeah, probably just tip it over. <laughs> <the heads. laughs> yeah. Ronnie, get him behind that goal. Messi, find that pass. Chase the ball, there. Ronnie. Air, <laughs> <laughs> swatch it over, will you? <laughs> All right, Skiasi. Uh, what do you got for us? I've got a four-four-two, but my oh, four in the like midfield it. is a diamond. So I got no wingers. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. So I'm going for a diamond. So how I've done mine is I didn't include the big four. So there's no Messi, no Ronaldo, no Maradona, and no Pele. Because I think they all were just breezing my team, if so. So I wanted to make it a bit more interesting. And I tried to make it players that are retired as well. So ones that aren't currently playing. There's only one that's currently playing, but he's literally on the verge of his career being over. So I was so like, oh. Why have you put James Milner in your team? <laughs> <laughs> um, so in goals, I've got Dida. The Brazilian yeah. goalkeeper in AC Milan. Um, growing up, I was obsessed with that Brazil team and also Serie A as well. I was a big Inter Milan fan, but I used to watch a lot of AC. But yeah, Dida for me was just a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a shame. That's a very rogue shot. Mm. Very rogue shot. I like it. But even to this day, like I know you I, love Dida too. Yeah, Dida's probably my favorite keeper of all time. Then I ride back. I've got the um, the legend Cafu just going back on that. Brazil love Brazilian back players. in like two between the year 2000 to 2006 era. Um, Cafu was just unbelievable watching him as a footballer. I no. feel like as well he's quite underrated he is. in terms of like when you talk about right backs of the world. Yeah, he, yeah. Do, he does get left out of that conversation. He does, yeah. yeah. Man. But fucking class. Anyway, sorry, man. Another ace <laughs> in the <laughs> Number two centre backs is the two best centre backs in history, and it's um, Maldini and John Terry. Yeah, I mean, John Terry is just there's only one centre back better than him ever, and it's Maldini. Yeah. Like John Terry was just a fucking fantastic footballer, fantastic leader. Mm. Like, I don't think there was anything he couldn't do. And for someone that wasn't like statuary tall as well, yeah, like he wasn't like a big presence physically, but he was just so technical in his ability and defending. And he wasn't even explosive, too. That's no. the thing, like, that's why he played for as long as he did because he. Didn't matter when he lost his legs because his legs weren't the big part of the game. And he was a part of that centre back pairing that only conceded fifteen goals in yeah. one season. Mental, like that's nuts. Is it him and Carvalho? Yeah. yeah. Maldini also has that quote where it's like, if you have to make a tackle, you've yeah. already made a mistake as a defender. Mm. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. So, for then my left back is the best left back in history, Ashley Cole. Oh fuck yeah, that's such a good shot. He was in my team, but I couldn't find a right back, so I just went through at the back. <laughs> Ashley Cole for me, just another one. Also changing the way fullbacks play. Mm. We just watched them how much he dominated for Arsenal and Chelsea, like two of the biggest clubs at that time. And obviously, you include United in there, but probably for more so London. Like the way he played for Arsenal and Chelsea was just magnificent. And also when they put on the English shirt, just same level of calibre as well. So yeah. I can't really think of a better left back than Ashley Cole. Yeah. If there is, fuck they're yeah. probably just on level with him. I don't think there's anyone that surpasses no, Ashley Cole. In terms God, of that's a such, a good, such a good shout. I'm glad somebody else said him. So with my diamond, I've got as my CDM, Makalele. So for me, Makalele, same with the Ashley Cole shout. Go for I, chemistry. <laughs> 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 I don't think there's any 
like McLeary's that good that the CDM position is named after him in yeah. the Prem. That's the reason why there is CDMs in the Prem yeah. and English football. And think like there is a ton of CDMs in there you can chuck in the world, mm. but I don't think there's many that can pass McLeary. Mm. I think it's the same with actually Cole Shelt. They could level him, but get past his level of defensive midfield. No. I don't think there's many that can do it better than McLeary. So. Watched them for Chelsea at the time as well. I was I remember watching them when I was young, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like what a fucking beast. Him and Terry in the team. I was like, "Fuck, how are we meant to get past these dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> and then for my two number eight side to side in the diamond is um the first one Stevie G. Obviously, Classic. I could talk forever about Stevie, <laughs> but he's my hero. He's number one. Yeah. And then next to him in the midfield is Kaka. So for me, mm. I fucking love Kaka. Yeah. Like. I reckon, for me personally, I reckon he's better than Zidane. I think he's the best midfielder of all time, Kaka. Um, That's a big shout. Yeah. Second to Stevie. Yeah, second, yeah, of course, <laughs> including Liverpool players. But for me, <laughs> I, I think it goes back into my Brazilian bias because growing up, I absolutely loved that Brazilian team and I loved Serie A. And watching Kaka when he played for AC Milan, but also when he played for Madrid too. Yeah, and then for Brazil, he was just another know. level. And just seeing this chemistry with every team he went into, just play this style and play it perfectly. So he definitely deserves a shout in an all-time eleven. But yeah, I was close to putting him in. Yeah. So yeah, Stevie and Kaka. And then my center attack in mid, they got Zidane. Zidane. So yeah, Zizou. So yeah, just talking about Zidane as well. Like watching him for Juve, Madrid, France. Like yeah, there's not many better. Yeah. Actually, I'll take away my shout before Kaka and Zidane will have to be same level. Yeah. Like they were just Zidane the way you could control a game, control a ball, bully people off a ball, yeah. pass, shoot, tackle, defend, run like a shit house. Yeah. Six foot four, yeah. fucking just a big cunny. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just and again, he's one of those players. A lot of players in these lists, they're not explosive players. So yeah. as they age, they don't lose their ability to still be brilliant. Mm. Like you Nowadays, I think the game's so much more physically involved and more explosive mm. that we see the decline of players. Like, it, it happens way quicker. There's no, like, gentle curve down. It's like, you're either up there or you're not. Yeah, Zidane. For a big man, too. Yeah. You almost have to be an athlete first. Yeah. 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 And then if you've got some skill, you're a rock. It'll come out, yeah. yeah that, is a, that is a shame. Zidane was different gravy. So, yeah, midfield is McAuley, Stevie, Kaka, Zidane. And up front, one of them is the one that sits on the end of his retirement. But the first one is um, R9. Back to my Brazilian biasness, but I think it's a good shout. R9 is just doesn't make sense in how fucking good he was as a striker. And so young mm. when he started doing it. Mm. Yeah, so fucking young. And he didn't do like a Michael Owen where he had a good couple of seasons at young as yeah. well, like obviously injuries went good for both of them, but Ronaldo was just another level. Yeah. yeah. And then my other striker, I believe top three striker of all time, arguably best ever, but I've gone with Luis Suarez. Third top goal scorer of all time, second most assist of all time. It's hard to argue stats yeah. with him. And also his ability as a footballer too. I thought not just a Liverpool, but Barca as well. Like he is such a fucking dangerous striker. Like not just for goals and assists, even though he has those top numbers, but just the way he bullies defenders and gets everyone else involved in the game. Like, I remember when he was playing for Liverpool, um, besides Stevie, he was the one, like, just making Sturridge play, making Sterling play, making that team come alive and still banging over 30 goals a season, which was crazy. Then seeing him go to Barca and a team where he actually had the service and the quality around him, 
and just seeing the numbers and what he went on to do from there. So for me, up top, yeah, R9 Suarez. Well, he's one that would win Ballon d'Ors if we in the same era. Yeah, definitely. As Messi and Ronaldo. And then my 90th minute sub, I didn't even think about this now, I've got to think about it. <laughs> 30 seconds, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking hell, I can't. Damn. Who's Brazilian or Liverpool? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bring on uh, Ronaldinho then. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Say Brazilian's got a big Dino. So who's wearing the armband then for you boys? I mean. Stevie, yeah, mate. <laughs> Captain I Fantastic. Don't know, don't know why you're not. That's, a, that's an, another very solid team. Yeah, I like it I a think, lot. A mm, little bit of bias in there, but I, I think mean, I think I understand the Lewis Suarez shout, but I do think there's. There, I feel like there's probably four or five above him mm. in that position. But well, there's probably bigger a, names, but you, like yeah. assists as well. It's not just goals. Yeah, it's not just he's in the top three of all time goal scorers. Yeah, second most assists Se- ever. Assists, yeah. Crazy. And just yeah. how much, he's not just for trophies as well, but just like the way you'd see him dominate a game, like bullying defenders, dropping in, pulling out to left wing, right wing. Like he's everywhere when he plays a game of football. Like he's not that type of striker yeah. that just sits on the line and wait. Mm. Like he's, he's so involved. He just, he's just a shit else. Well, he got so many numbers for Liverpool because we were shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to yeah. make that team come alive, but to get those goals and numbers was just... That's why it's insane yeah. that we came so close. Yeah. yeah. Because at the time, he levelled the record for the uh, most goals in a single season. Mm. So he got 33 as well. I think that's level yeah. with Omri and who was the other one? Ronaldo, I think, was one. Did he get 33? Ronaldo, Omri, and I think... I think Ronaldo. No, Ronaldo. I think it was Ronaldo. in a Premier League season. Uh, but then obviously Salah beat that. But to know that yeah. Suarez got those numbers and the sh- team that he played for, mm. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I think Ronaldo did get it. Maybe. In his Ballon d'Or. Or Drogba was my other. Uh, Andy Cole. That's oh, in a 42-game yeah. season, but... Yeah, that's not Premier League, is it? Yeah, it's old Premier League. Um, yeah, I think with Suarez, I think maybe it's it's biased from us because we don't mm. like him, but, I mean, it's hard to argue with how what he's done. I used I honestly used to fucking froth watching him at Liverpool, how good he was. Yeah. As much as I fucking <coughs> hated him, watching Apologies him play. it was Ronaldo. Like, obviously, there is that Liverpool biasness to it because he played for Liverpool, but... Yeah, I think like, he's one of those players as well that you would... I think when, you know, looking further down the line, like, when you're looking back on careers, you'll, you'll sort of judge him appropriately then. Yeah. You know, I think he gets overlooked a bit, but, like, down the line, I think people will sort of put a lot more respect on his name. Mm. But definitely the things that he's done in the game... Happens, yeah. Sort of the negative things to me, yeah. Like I was saying before, it's not just the numbers. I've never seen that many strikers at work like Suarez, like left to right, and he's dropping in center, and then he's fucking like biting someone's shoulder and decking <laughs> them. <laughs> no, but besides that, like I've never seen a striker with a work rate like Suarez. Tevez, Rooney. Um, the three <laughs> goal scorers tied with Suarez, all on thirty-one. It's Suarez, Ronaldo, and Shearer. Yeah. Blackburn Rovers. Though. I did say. And then what was Salah's number? That's 32. 32. That was 34, eh? Yeah. 32. I said 32 as well. And you was like, nah, it was 34. Fuck, I'm good, eh? Tell that to your predictions, Dollar mate. <laughs> um, hey, go mate. on then, Benny. Yeah, fair. You're so good. Hit us with your <laughs> all-time <you>. lineup 11. 
Um, all right, so this is going to be the winning team yeah, out of right. everyone's. Here we go. <laughs> so I've gone for a bit of a crossover. I went sort of similar to what you went, Cal, in the fact that I would have loved to see a lot of these players play. Not a lot of players in the team I have seen play, but there is a few that I have seen snippets. So um, in goal, I actually left it blank, but Neuer was my choice for goal. I was between him and Lebyashin, as I said. Um, but I think the way goalkeepers have progressed mm. from from back then, like Lev Yashin, I think the first goalkeeper to win the Ballon d'Or and you know unbelievable career. But nowadays, like you can't just be a goalkeeper, mm. and I think Neuer mm. was a big part of why that, like how that came about. Like the he first was sweeper keeper, really. Yeah, yeah, but he also the ball at his feet. He's unbelievable. Like he can play out from the back really, really well, which is um, yeah, which is different to what it used to be. If it wasn't for my Brazilian biasness, I would have. We all would have had Nua as our keeper. Yeah, um, I then went right back Cafu. I think you know, similar to you two, hard to argue. I I actually thought he would like uh, when you were speaking about him being underrated. Um, I don't know. I thought he was pretty regarded as one of the best right backs to ever do it. Um, I just mean he's not. When you speak about like right backs, yeah, he doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, enough yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was, I mean, he had it all, really. Oh, he, he's one of the players that I've seen bits and pieces of, but would have loved to have watched him mm. more. Um, it was sort of just before I started watching football. So, yeah. Now he had John Flanagan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Red, the red Cafu. Yeah. Andre Wisdom. <laughs> the Red Cafu. Um, Ward. My two centre... Sorry, I forgot to say my formation, by the way, but I'm going a 4-3-3 with, an, with a cam. Two box to box in camp. Um, my two centre back pairing will be Maldini on the left and Beckenbauer on the right. Um, I mean, what what else do you say about him? Unbelievable. Probably two of the best ever. I think you know John Terry shout is hard. I, I probably would have gone Cannavaro in there after Beckenbauer. Yeah, definitely deserves a shout. Um, Ballon d'Or winning. Yeah. Like that. So I, I did try and steer away from the Premier League as well because I thought, you know, we're so Premier League driven. Like all, all we do is watch Premier League. Mm-hmm. I try to stay away from that a bit. So that was another reason. But um, yeah, left back, I went Roberto Carlos. I was. Where's Kensello? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Who's the best fullback ever? I was waiting for that. No, well, I, I said. He's the best <laughs> fullback I've ever seen play. You ever seen Roberto Carlos play? I've seen him like a ga- maybe two games play. Not not enough to have like a strong opinion on how how good he was, but right widely regarded as one of the best ever to do it at left. But I'm surprised I'm the only person to put him in. To be honest, um, yeah, just that flary attacking play as well that I love to see. So he would be my left back. Um, I've got two eights, which would be um, Mateus and Modric. I like I two, like the Modric shirt a lot. Uh, two very sort of well, I never got to see Mateus play, but I imagine two very similar stature players in the fact that they would just be workhorses, box to box, both ball players, both well rounded, would just sort of be in that midfield running it. Um, leading. Them in the midfield would be Maradona at the 10. 
hard oh, to not put like it. Mm. Yeah, I thought Pele was my other shout, but like we spoke about before, mm. it's hard to put him in to a team like this because yeah. he's just, just you know, playing for in the Brazilian awesome. league for, for his whole life. You know, Didn't he play in America as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like right at the end of his yeah. career. But yeah, just I, I just couldn't put him in. Even despite his international um, success, my front three. I've gone Ronaldo on the left, Messi on the right, straight away, just because you've got to have him in, and then R nine. Yeah, so, probably the most basic front three ever, <laughs> but the for me the best three players in all. But probably, I would say I would say Messi, Ronaldo, R nine in that order to ever play the game. I think, Jeez. I think, just, I know, I'm, it, the only thing you could say about him is obviously the hampering the injuries, didn't have the career of probably the other, the a lot of players that could make that list, but watching him play, like I only got to see, he's another one I only got to see a few games of, and I used to fucking love it, I used to love watching, he was just a joke, yeah. he made it look, he made football look so easy, like he made mm. bullying defenders look ridiculously easy like the step overs the flip flaps like he would round keepers for fun I think he holds the record for the most goals rounding a keeper yeah, yeah. and he would do it like he, he's the, the pace of how sharp he would turn as well like it was a joke I don't know how he did I've never seen anyone move like that I heard a story because he owns a club in Spain and he was down at training one day and he was talking to the strikers he's like you guys need to score more goals like what's going on they're like, oh, you know, we just we haven't found our feet yet, blah, 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 blah. He's like, why don't you just go around the keeper and put it in? He's <laughs> like, that's what I did. It was so much easier. Yeah. And they're like, because we're not you. He's like, yeah, but it's easy. Just go around the other way. Just go around the keeper. Yeah. And so then he's watching them and they just can't do it. He's like, oh, okay. The audacity of Ronaldo playing the way he did with the haircut he had. Yeah. That's some balls. The best haircut ever. <laughs> Surely um, we all get that. Oh mate! <laughs> if I didn't have Jackie? if I didn't have long hair, I'd be repping it twenty four seven. Yeah, that that's my team. My super sub would probably be a little bit of bias. George Best. Yeah, love it. Had to have to put him in. I wanted to put him in the team, but I just couldn't fit him in. Um, yeah, that's my team. Who's most, captain? Most away. Ah, uh, captain. Oh, it's between Beckenbauer and Maldini. Maldini. Maldini captain, I think. Jeez. It, I mean, there's not much to roast. You've kind of just picked players who statistically are the best to ever play that spot. So you can't really argue. I think my team would beat yours. Argue the credentials. No, <laughs> listen, Modric against Zidane. <laughs> Good luck, mate. Yeah, no Zidane. That's crazy. Modric yeah, Zidane, Zidane was hard to leave out. But I went for balance as well. That's why I didn't put Zidane. I think our teams are very indicative of the generation of football we've grown up in, and mm. like the what fact that yeah, it's so Brazilian heavy and mm. like the Brazilians were that good. During we're all our, born like ninety six, ninety seven, yeah. so we all grew up in like that Brazilian era. But yeah, well, we I saw I saw this chat about Roberto Carlos. I just want to see everyone else's opinions. Apparently, everyone was just saying he's just a free kick merchant. Oh, I wouldn't mm. say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. I don't agree, but I'm just no. putting yeah. it out there because I saw it. He definitely had that in his locker, but he was very 
I think he was kind of a pioneer of the more attacking left back range, like because that Madrid team used to just take the piss and score goals for fun. Yeah, it looked like they weren't even trying at times. Yeah, hey? like they just pinging so ball like switches. Yeah, where's He's Raul? Just, Let's fucking find him. Yeah, even like Rivaldo, like that team was so good. Um, with Roberto Carlos, I've, I've seen a lot of like things saying that his defensively was a bit of a liability, but wouldn't say liability. It's just. The well, just not, of not like like when you when you have conversations about Cafu, he had it all. Like he was he was attacking like unbelievable going forward, but he was also very solid defensively, like unbelievable. Whereas you don't really get that conversation with Roberto Carlos. Yeah, but Cafu mostly played in systems that were like where he wouldn't really have to go forward. Like as much as that Brazilian team was. They were in the team at the same time. I feel like Carlos was far more attacking because he's behind Ronaldinho. So if he wants to overlap, he's got to be all the way down there already. Mm. Whereas for Cafu, like he wasn't saying like he wasn't really running round it. Like he wasn't making the same runs to get round. So he looks defensively a bit more set. I don't know. I I would never say that Roberto Carlos is defensively viable. I think it's just he. Well, you have hard. a balanced defence like that, one can go a little bit more, and he was just always the one that went a little bit more. Yeah. It's hard to have opinion on not, on without seeing it, I guess. Yeah. Like, we didn't watch him. I don't think any of us really watched either of them I game watched, in, game out. I watched a lot of Roberto Carlos when Beckham moved to Madrid. Did you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I so did I. I wasn't, like, tactically watching it, but no. I watched him a lot. Yeah, I was watching every. Yeah, and I would. that's all I would say is that, Roberto Carlos is going a lot further to make the overlaps rather than Cafu. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, Carlos was like the reason why Marcelo became the fullback he was as yeah, well. because like, he had that to learn off. Yeah. But Carlos didn't have the flair and the skills that Marcelo bought. Marcelo's a joke. He's also yeah. another shape for this team. His like, first touch is nuts. Yeah. Marcelo's the way he can control a ball. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, I loved watching Marcelo play. Still doing the damn thing too at Olympiacos. I mean, Hammers linking back up at Olympiacos. Are they? Yeah. Mm. Brazil have had some deadly fullbacks. Mm. Like, Daniels, Carlos, and Cafu. And then it went to, like, Marcelo yeah. and Alves. Danny Alves. Yeah, I was it's outrageous. That I've just I, thought, none of us have thought about Danny yeah. Alves. I was very close to Danny The Alves. most successful individual player in football history, is he not? Mm. Won everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. there is to win, he's won it. In every competition, just about. Mm. Fuck, he's... I'd I'd see, I thought I would have race with Danny Alves, yeah, because I was. No. That's why I went cafe. No, I didn't even think of Danny Alves. That's my right back. I needed a right back. Mm. Could have had Cole and Alves. Mm. I thought yeah. of him, but I didn't. I don't think he's up there for me. Oh, just gonna this throw that out there. <laughs> How is he not up there for you? I just think Cafe's better. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But Danny Alves' numbers are fucking insane considering he was playing behind Messi. Mm. So all his creative things have come on based on the fact that Messi was there and he chose not to do it anyway. Like, yeah. For me, that's fucking mental. Yeah. He's a joke, Danny Alves. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And he's done the damn thing everywhere too. Yeah. Every big league except the Prem. Completed it, mate. I think he's... I'm not saying he's... I think he's shit. Yeah. No, it sounds like you're saying his shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like you're saying, fuck Danny Alves. Wow, wow, wee, wow. What was actually a class to watch was um, his and Messi's link up, how they would just find each other all the time. Yeah, do we think Brazil is the best ever country that produces top quality players? 
not just as a team, but like just ever in plays. I think it's in hard. our generation, yeah. But like you look back on the Even big before us, French like teams. and stuff. German was a big one back in yeah, the day. Yeah, the French, the German, no, the, West the Italians. Italian. Like, I think yeah. it's it's hard. It for us is. Definitely seems that way because we watch the best Brazilian team that's ever been, and possibly yeah. the best international team I think mm. of that era that there was because they they won everything. They won. Well, they won the most World Cups. Yeah, yeah, all the World Cups, the fucking Copa Americas. France have one of well, France have the best um, development programs mm. in their country. It's world renowned. I forget the name of it. I'll look it up in a sec. But think, yeah. they're, they're world-renowned. Well, like all I'll these Brazilian players, you hear all their stories and they grew up like homeless, yeah. like yeah. in the streets and then they become this, like it's crazy well, to see the journey of all these Brazilian players. Day, like Anthony. Yeah. Living in a favela. Yeah. Same with Firmino and yeah. like every Brazilian player. Like that's yeah. their story. It's crazy. But that, you know, that's that whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Survival. Yeah, Trap. survival. Like... Surviving yeah. against that yeah. gives you that drive to then if you're going to do something, well, I've got to do it because otherwise I'm not going to eat for a month. I remember, um, I'm not sure, I think it might have been Firmino. He was, was a Liverpool Brazilian player, I think. But he was talking about his time back in Brazil when he was a kid. He said sometimes, like, because we only had one ball for the whole village, that ball got popped or whatever. We'd have to play, like, with an orange or, like, some sort of, yeah. like, fruit. Like, that's how they'll play football. Like, fucking hell. That's why the touch is good because you don't want to <laughs> demolish <laughs> the fruit. Because been doing... Keep you up as a fucking yeah. people yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll make some juice, mate. That's <laughs> all it's done. Oh. Well, like, do you remember in lockdown, the big thing was like juggling toilet rolls toilet and paper, that? Like, yeah. And yeah, I remember true. doing that and thinking, fucking hell, this is so hard. Yeah. Mm. What was your record? I got up to, I think I got 16. Mm. It was, that was, was hard video. Too, that fair. was hard yeah. I can't remember what mine was I think yeah. I only like got like 120 or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the toilet paper actually stopped and asked get up <laughs> you're too good <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck lockdown was a funny time it was no crowds fucking hell yeah I know I was <laughs> watching the Champions League um, highlights the other night of PSG versus Bayern the final with no fans because Neymar kind of put on a bit of a masterclass mm. and um it's just mental to like look back at football and think like there's fucking noise being pumped in the stadium. You can hear everything the players are saying. It's yeah. so fucking bizarre. And the thing, the first time we win the league in 30 years, and our fans on there yeah. celebrating. It's got a big yeah. asterisk by the oh, side of it, mate. That is devastating. I found the academy, the French academy. It's called Claire Fontaine. Fontaine. I feel oh, like I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Fontaine. Well, the French are interesting too because like nowadays they've got such a big pool of players because of a lot of African Africa, refugees yeah. and so stuff. much money. Yeah, yeah. They, do you think that they poach like they have scouts no. and stuff through Africa? Uh, yes, they would have scouts, but no, they wouldn't be poaching them. <laughs> if Why not? They, well, not be poaching them in the sense of like, oh, let's get them over here. Come, come, like doing it on the low. Be like, look, this is an opportunity for you and your family come and live in France that's what sort you out like that's you poaching that's scouting yeah have you heard like most of the stories how our Africans <laughs> get to like Spain Morocco and France yeah. as well like the journey yeah like so I think a lot of the players they find from Africa would just have their own way of getting to France right. or whatever yeah, and then it's, it's literally survival of the fittest yeah. if 
a young player makes it to France. <laughs> Have you heard Franz Ngannou's story? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like and that gone through hiding in the desert and escaping blokes with guns and surviving on a boat with eight holes in the bottom. Took him like 13 months to get to yeah. France on foot. Insanity. And he was, I'm pretty sure he was like in the UFC after like a year or two of training in MMA. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm. Like that's not long at all. No. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I think the French, especially, they have a brilliant academy and they have the pick of talent, like survival yeah. of the fittest talent that come through and get given a chance. Well, the way they pick the, those players for that academy is they do it right. Like, yeah. it's not just the parents have money, yeah. so they, they get in. It's yeah. it's based on their... Abilities. It's based on their ability, yeah. That's a big issue in America. And Australia. Time. Yeah, and Australia is that money can yeah. buy you like you can go on a European trip and you can be fucking rubbish at football, but yeah, you go and you get seen. Australia's bad for it. Yeah. Australia is shocking in that yeah, aspect. Our system's terrible. Yeah, it's very Americanized in that aspect of like the whole collegiate system is money buys buy yeah. your scholarships and that stuff. In Australia, I have to say that they're trying to be better, but they just get it wronged yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yeah, I did. I was reading something this morning about. Um, the national second division in Australia could be a thing as of next year. Yeah, I think there needs to be a relegation yeah. system in yeah. place. But it's just boring. Like just same team every season, not much changes. Like yeah. have a relegation system. I'm seeing some like the second division come up and yeah, to compete. I think that's been talks for a while. Yeah, with but that, it'd be good to see because I th- feel like in Australia we don't you don't see like like is it the NPL? Yeah, yeah you don't see those players march. Really, in Australia, well, they, they come and go. Like you look at like Jazz Lofthouse, who's playing for the Raw. He's yeah, that's NPL and that's what I mean. Like you don't, we don't see much of them, but I feel like the pool of quality that's there probably be, you know, not not far off the A League. Yeah. So if there was a relegation system, you could see those players yeah, come through a lot, a lot more. There's probably a lot of players in the NPL that Form. are better <laughs> than some of the, these oh, players in A League. Definitely, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, a promotion relegation would one hundred percent work in Australia. Yeah, I, I think it like it makes it so much more exciting. Like I don't mind going <laughs> and watching A League <laughs> games. Like people talk shit about the quality of the A League, but actually going and watching the games is a good laugh. Like yeah, it's a fun day out. It's affordable. Yeah, we should do it again. Yeah, definitely. Twenty bucks a ticket. The Raw, go Raw and Victory. Raw and Victory are coming up, so we can go and see Luis Nani. True, Nani and Charlie Austin, eh? Yeah, yeah. I want to see a bit of that. Or in the bin a bit, but they'll get pumped, I reckon. Well, they haven't started this season yet, but they yeah. just won against Rochdale we Rovers. We had a stinker last season. Yeah. <laughs> they won 8 0 against Rochdale Rovers in a preseason friendly last week, mate. So. <laughs> Who does Nelly play for? Melbourne Victory. Uh, versus Melbourne City coming up. Yeah, they're playing the Victory. Oh, Victory back 29th. in October. Yeah. Nice. 29th of October. 2 p.m. Yeah. Good Go on or what? Line it up. Saturday night. Saturday night. Podcast in the morning, go sh- get on the beers, go straight to the stadium. Ooh, stop it, don't threaten me. <laughs> Big day out. That's on top. Oh, the bakery the boys, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The bakery boys. <laughs> bakery boys, get that bread. <laughs> um, Tom Fuller aside. Halloween. Let's move on to our predictions for the next game week of football. Uh-huh. So for us. There shan't be any more postponements, please. Yeah, fingers crossed. All there the. Festivities are done and dusted. 
Um, yeah, it'll only be strikes and that again because the what the Crystal Palace Brighton game wasn't a postponement by the. It was because the trains were on strike. All the train people were on strike, so people couldn't wow. get to and from the stadium. Really? Yep. Why were they on strike? Because the Queen? No, because of poor paying conditions and a terribly run government. But we'll not get into the geopolitical Come issues on, of fo- England right football's now. Football's more important than that, surely. It is, but <laughs> if they can't get to the game, then it's, it was a three o'clock kickoff, so it's not shown on TV. Yeah, okay. Um, so this week, for us, starts off game week nine? Eight? Nine? Eight. 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 Starts with the North London derby at the Emirates. Huge. Arsenal versus Tottenham for both teams coming off fantastic results. 6-2 for Tottenham, 3-0 for Arsenal. Um, It's kind of across the board. Well, not across the board. We've got a lot of draws in this one. So, Scassi, you've got it 2-all. Jackie, you've got it 2-1 to the Arsenal. Benny, you've gone 1-all and I've also gone 2-all. So, we're all predicting quite a high-scoring event. I've, I've got a little inkling that, that Tottenham could get one over on Arsenal, I to don't be think, honest. I don't I think, think it's at the round Conte's, of Conte's, I, I think Conte's probably a better game manager than Arteta. Mm. Like we've seen with Arsenal versus United, Ten Hag pretty much just out outmanaged Arteta oh, in that game. At Fox then. And I think that could come back into play, especially against Conte's a, a weapon of a manager. Mm. Like, is very good, so it could a similar thing could happen in that game. This is probably one of the most exciting North London derbies in the last okay. ten years. Probably, yeah. I think Plus. this is the most exciting game so far this season. Yeah, it's it's yeah, because yeah. Liverpool Chelsea didn't happen. No, I yeah. reckon this. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting game to watch, and it's also a, what a top four clash. Where Spurs sitting at the minute? Four, I think. Yeah, top four. What time's the game on? Uh, it's the early kickoff. Oh, balls. That'll be a good watch. 9.30. You beauty. Get around it. Next week. Yeah, Tottenham third. So it's first versus third. Brighton are fucking fourth at the minute. That weekend's a long weekend too, isn't it? Uh, that Monday yeah, it off. is. I'm yeah. away that weekend. Be Queen's birthday weekend. Where you going? Fraser. Nice. Decent. Now you're going to get stalked there, mate. So <laughs> you got a fence <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> I'll wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <That's you>. <laughs> um, second game of the week takes place in the south of the country down at Bournemouth. Bournemouth versus Brentford. Um, Scass, you've got it 2-1 Brentford. Jackie, you've gone 2-all. Benny, 2-0 Brentford. And I've gone 3-1 Brentford. So, Jackie, picking the draw there. Big draw too. Yep, I had a different prediction for the first game as well from you lads. Yeah. So I'm either going to be up two points or <laughs> or down two points. I think the well, draw. Well, I could fuck it completely. We could all fuck <laughs> it. I think the draw. I thought the draw was the um, smart choice. To be honest, I'm yeah. surprised we three of us have picked wins because if we're just Bournemouth going for points snagged, in the result, yeah. Bournemouth has snagged draws off the last two games under Gary mm. Neal. So you know, well, I, I, against Brentford as well. It was hard to pick for me. It was hard to pick Brentford to win, but yeah, I just think they've got to bounce from that Arsenal, Arsenal loss. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, I think for me, Tony's going to get a sniff of that England shirt and he's going to come back and a bit hungry. That's exactly why I picked Brentford because of Tony. I was like, he's going to at least score a winner in this game. Yeah, yeah, fucking man, he better do because he's my captain in FPL, mate. <laughs> now this next round of fixtures is interesting. It is, or not interesting because 
Oh yeah, yeah for our pro- fucking I didn't even see our predictions. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea at Selhurst Park. But I think the first time this has happened all year, all of us have picked the same result in a two-one win Sorry. for Chelsea. What, all the, what the same scoreline? All as of well. us. All of us. Two-one. Two, one. Oh my god, boys! Yeah. <laughs> Do we all just want to start kissing now? Or, or, <laughs> um, Should we keep the camera rolling? Yeah. <laughs> Again, go to our own <laughs> Let's come up with twice now. We're the podcast, yeah. but now we're digging in. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come up twice now. Yeah, <laughs> two bodies. Well, that's all I'm saying. Hundred likes and we'll start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two one. Um, now I'm looking at it. I'm not sure if I'm back in Chelsea to do the damn thing. Graham Potter's men. I and to be honest, it's my Crystal Palace. You know, my second team. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but yeah, a very interesting game. Another London derby. Every week we've got London derbies in some capacity, so be a good one to watch. Mm. Yeah. A very interesting game for us. Fulham versus Newcastle. Yeah. Very telling for both squads, I think, this game, because it's more likely where they'll be in and around the finishing spots yeah. come the end of the season. But Fulham have had such a good start of the season, mm. like for, for them, mm. like for what I expected of them. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. When I was looking at this game, I think um, Newcastle, on the other hand, as well, they they haven't started the season probably as well as they would have hoped. I think they've been okay, but oh. they're not racking the points that they would yeah, probably. They're definitely they not. Yeah. Performance wise, they're Agreed. definitely playing yeah. as good as they should be. Obviously, they lost Bruno as well. Yeah, just the points tell. Like, well, yeah. they're not bringing in those points. I think. But, but you look at their results, like a draw with Man City, mental. Yeah, like the wins they're picking up. Decent. That's the weird thing. It's like against the good teams, they've been really good. Mm. But then you, the games you think, yeah, Newcastle win, they get a draw or they they drop points. So this one was hard to pick because yeah. Fulham, Fulham you, you'd expect any other any other season, Newcastle Fulham, is a, Newcastle win. It's a nil all boring game. Both teams <laughs> finishing just inside or outside the relegation. So yeah. I'll do a quick analysis of the Premier League just quickly. If you're a top... One, two, three team, you have to be good at everything. If you're anywhere from fourth to tenth, you have your own set style and that doesn't work against every team. Bottom half, similar, but just not as effective. So for someone like Newcastle, who with all this money are probably going to aspire to be one of those one, two, three teams, you have to you have to adapt to each game. You can't like for me. You can't just do the same things and expect different results against these lesser teams because yeah. teams teams now are figuring out what works best for each system. Mm. So, like w- with City, what City have done this year is they've gone and bought a big striker. Yeah. So then they don't they don't have to. Just rely on intricate little passing and movements. They they can just whip one in, yeah, and score. Do you not think that'll come up? Because I feel like it's still early doors for the Newcastle, like you know, project. Yeah. You know, I, I, oh, enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying. I'm just saying. Um. Yes, that's where they need that, to go. That's where they have yeah. to go. Yeah. I can't rely on on just one system to get you to the top. Yeah, that's fair. Although Fulham Fulham system is very effective. Mm. As we've seen this season, mm. you know, they've they've done really well. Hard to beat. Yeah, it's a tough game. It's you, a tough yeah. game. you can't knock any team for doing what they do. 
But if if you are aspiring to be one, two, three, you have to you have to be good at everything these days. Yeah, this one, like we said, very interesting. I'm actually it would be a, a midnight kickoff for us, I think. Yeah, yeah, around that. Yeah, so Scass, you've gone one nil Newcastle. Jackie, you've gone insane on this one, a three all draw. Um, <laughs> Benny, you've gone two one Newcastle. I've gone for a one all draw. Wow, wow, we were. Well. Hope- back form. I'm thinking uh, a um, high scoring game there, obviously. Yeah, three, a could, six go, goal could go either way that game. Yeah. Yeah, a game that's probably a little bit more likely to not go one way. Um, Liverpool versus Brighton. Obviously, Brighton signed their new manager yes, two days ago, four days ago, something like that. Did they? Did Zagri from Shakhtar? Oh, yeah, I saw. I that. haven't heard that. He's an Italian manager. I haven't heard much of him, to be quite honest. I oh, spewing. I thought Ange Postecoglou was going to get. No, he pretty much turned down those rumors. Yeah. Or turned away those rumours quite early. Yeah, he's assembling a... He's got Harry Kuhl in his coaching staff at Celtic, I didn't realise. Like, yeah. And just going crazy up there. Um, Yeah, we've all picked this one in favour of Liverpool. Three of us, everyone, but we're all... It's, all, it's like us three against Jackie this week. He's got <laughs> all the rogue shouts. So, Scouse, Ben and myself have all picked this game to go 3-1 to, to Liverpool. Jackie is going 2-0 to, to Liverpool. Liverpool. He just he's feeling himself. He's gonna end up still same result. Storming, I guess. storming <laughs> ahead, or just get zero. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> it could easily be a uh, a draw though. With yeah, the, with the bounce of the new manager. It depends. Liverpool still aren't playing very well. I know nothing about this manager, so I've got no point of reference on how he plays his football, how his teams have played before, where, whether they've succeeded or not. I mean, the thing I can sorry. big. Set of shoes to fill in that yeah, team yeah. for the reason why they're so good. Yeah. I think I was having like this over two week time off. I reckon we're going to come back looking like a different team, eh? Is that wishful thinking, though? No, because we've got most of our players back now from injury. So I think now with the players back, big break in between, I think we're going to come back looking completely different. Especially like we've got Matip back, we've got Thiago back, we got um, Jota back, Firmino's. Coming back, but he's been back for a couple of weeks now. Like most of our players are coming back into the squad, so I think now we've had some time to implement um, how we want to play, mindset-wise as well. So I think we might come back good. Liverpool kind of need to, to be honest. They need to kickstart this season. So that's why with this break, even though there's no football, I'm glad because it's something we need. Yeah, we need this break. Yeah, hundred percent. We have a lot of our players are not going to World Cup as well, so that's very beneficial too. Yeah, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be an interesting game. I would yeah. like to watch that game actually. I think it's it gonna be a good game. I'm keen to watch. Well, it's a long weekend next weekend, so we can go mental. Oh no, weekend after next. Sorry, I'm still going mental. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you can't stop me. Um, Southampton versus Everton at St Mary's. This is tough, eh? Yeah, this was tough. Yeah, I found this one really hard as well. There's a lot of zeros I'm seeing. In this <laughs> Scarcely, you've gone 1-0 Everton. Jackie, you've gone 1-0 Southampton. And Benny and I have both gone nil all. I'm thinking it's going to be a Warpress free kick as well. Ooh, I'm thinking... It's a big... I like that. I'm thinking there's not going to be much between these teams. No. Jordan Pickford's little arms. Won't be able to reach it. Pickford's injured at the minute. They played Begovic on the weekend. So. I think, oh, they did too. I think Colin Cody's going to smash one in from a corner. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, look. For me, I can't see... 
either team's breaking each other down. I think, like we said, Everton are a hard team to break down. Southampton are solid as well. That's why I think it'll be like a corner Cody header, mm. 1-0. I did see that Bella Kotchap got the call-up for the Germany team. Did he? I think he's the youngest centre-back. No, it can't be. Maybe I read that wrong. But yeah, maybe Southampton's youngest call-up, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, huge for him. So it's cool to see those Southampton players getting a bit of recognition ahead of the World Cup. Obviously that very that young reminds team. me too, just quickly, um, we didn't touch on the um, debut of the Arsenal player that, Oh, the young lad. Oh, young it was in my mind to touch on it, but we moved yeah. on. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, just insane. 15 years insane. and 180 days. That is so young. 2007. Yeah, yeah, I threw a stat up in one of the group chats. He was 12 Yeah, in, when, when COVID, COVID started. started. Yeah, that's, that's fucked. He's come out the back of it and he's making a Premier League debut. I was also reading, someone had to make this article, obviously. Um Obviously, we talk a lot of shit about women's football because when they play like the under 15, 16 boys, they always get railed like 8-0. And someone was saying, well, look, this is why, because 15-year-olds are now Premier League quality. And I was like, I was reading it. I'm like, just because one lad, like yeah. the literal exception, he's busted every rule and he's he wouldn't have been playing under 15s football. Like those are the lads that are genuine under 15s, like especially in a Arsenal or a Crystal Palace or anywhere these things happen, even the American national team. Like, if they're playing under 15s, that means they're usually not 15 or they're not good enough to go up and play, like, 23s or anything like that. He would have been playing 23s, yeah. this young fella. Yeah, fuck, he would have been playing reserves, the Premier League 2s, like, insanity. Yeah, it's 23s. I, was, I didn't know if they were different. But, yeah, insanity. So, women's football, cop that. You're still rubbish. You'd love bro. to see it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, go oh, fuck. <laughs> Sex is big. <laughs> <laughs> going back to um, Liverpool for a moment, like Arthur as well, seeing the work he's putting in to try and fight for a um, spot in the squad. You seen that, Jackie? Yeah. Like every yeah. under 23s game, he's like demanding to play in it. He wants minutes because he wants to prove to Klopp that he can be in the squad. I love that. Eh? It just shows that competitiveness, but also the eagerness to be a part of the team and show your worth. Well, that's why a couple of weeks ago when those. Rumours were coming out that mm. he was out of favour. Yeah. Like, I was shocked to hear yeah. those because that's just not how it works. Mm. Like, that, you, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shit that comes out in the media. Oh, English yeah, yeah. is horrible. The yeah. reason why I brought it up and I threw it in the group chat, though, was because I was seeing it from Juventus's side as well. Like, Juventus fans were saying, oh, shit, he's going to be back in January. Like, all rumours are that Liverpool are going to bin him off. So, apparently, the... Somebody had made contact somewhere, inside, outside, around the club. Because Juventus fans do not like Arthur at all. Like, mm. They talk about him as if it's the biggest waste of money the club have ever made. And he was useless and he'll never be anything. And so, yeah, I, that's why I saw that a few days before I sent. Because I saw it from the Liverpool side. I was like, that's bizarre that this is coming. But you have to have, like every big club. Like you'll apply it like for Liverpool. Mane would have a bad game. You know, have like that. Obviously, all the negativity gets highlighted. But like, man, he needs to leave. He has to get out of the club. He's shit. Like, you had this with, like, every team. Yeah. Like, there's always those fans, no matter what. Yeah, unfortunately. Different. I'd say more comparing Ox to Arthur rather than Mane to <laughs> Arthur. But, yeah. Uh, just thought, interesting couple of points there. Um, another one where it's all of us against Jackie is West Ham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. 
Another one with a lot of zeros because Wolverhampton Wanderers are involved. Um, <laughs> this is tough as well, this game. Yeah. yeah. It's at the London Stadium. And because of that, the three of us, except Jackie, have all picked a 2-0 win at home for West Ham. Um, and then, Jackie, you've got a one-all draw. Yep. Which is a great shot. Yeah, I think Jackie might be on the side. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uninspiring Wolves and struggling West Ham. I'm just waiting for this West Ham bounce. Like, they got to yeah. fucking win the game. It's yeah. got to come. I don't want to miss it. That's why I keep backing West Ham every game. <laughs> West Ham win. West Ham it's win. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to come soon. Their team's too good not to not to bounce back soon, I think. Mm. Just predict them every week, and when it comes, like, I fucking told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the actual most exciting game of this round, I think. And possibly the season. It's the first Manchester derby, Ten Hag versus Guardiola. This is big. Part one. Obviously, United are in fifth. City are in second. Yeah. I did want to, uh, just quickly, sorry. Oh. I did want to ask, um, ask you two, because obviously for us, this is a very exciting game. Is it exciting for you? you boys? No, that's why I went, oh, before you even yeah. started, because for me, Arsenal, Tottenham's way exciting. Like City, United, I expect City to come and win. Like, I don't think, like, I expect United to, you know, play with the ball here and there. But I don't expect United actually getting the draw or a win out of this. With Arsenal, Tottenham, like, I don't know who's going to win that game. You not, do you not think, you know, Ten Hag, two, the two. I'm telling you, I'm looking at his prediction. He doesn't think anything <laughs> of Ten Hag. and De Bruyne, <laughs> they're going to run that game. Haaland, De Bruyne, but then you look at Liverpool and you got Salah, Fabinho. All those big players, and we beat Liverpool. Yeah. And then you got Arsenal, who are top of the league, you know, Odegaard. I don't think Fabinho played that game. But you look like you can't compare Liverpool and City this season. Like at the moment, City are just the best team in the world. Okay, well, Arsenal and City this season, because Arsenal are better than City this season on the table, and we beat Arsenal 3 1. So uh, why are you discouraging sort of what? Because <laughs> well, if you want to put the Arsenal argument in there, it's because Arsenal only this season where they're looking exciting. City have been top of the top in the world, arguably in the world, for about seven seasons. I do agree. Arsenal are just like, this season is new for them to be this good. City have just battered teams week in, week out for seven years. And that's my argument with why City is a different level to Arsenal. I do, I do agree with you. I just think the way... We're playing at the moment is it perfect against a team like City? Yeah, but same as it was perfect against the Arsenal. Like I think I said before, the Arsenal game, like it's going to be good because we're playing so counter-attacking, mm. and um, Arsenal and City play very similar, where they they just sit, they have so much possession, they play on the front foot. I know City are probably another level above Arsenal. No, definitely another level, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, this season maybe not, but, you know, definitely, like, you know, City probably are that level above, and it is going to be interesting to see, but I think I think that makes, like, I, I think it's going to be a very exciting game because we are so, we are such a good defensive block at the moment. Though. I didn't say it's not an exciting game. I just said it's not as exciting as Arsenal-Tottenham. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's still an exciting game, but I expect, like, with Arsenal-Tottenham, I don't know who's going to win. With City-United, I just expect City to win, even though it's a good game. And that's why I think Arsenal Tottenham would be more exciting because it's 50 50. Um, City United, it's more like 70 30. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy to me. So, Scash's prediction. 
this one is at <laughs> home at the Etihad. Skars has at the it. Etihad too. Come on, four one. Yeah, fuck City don't get. Home I don't know fans anyway. Yeah. Skars has it four one. Manchester that's, City. That's ludicrous. <laughs> that is so. Lu- that is crazy. <laughs> I we haven't shipped four goals since fucking we changed our back line in in six or seven. But you're games. about to burst the best attacking team in football, arguably in Premier League history. Like. I think yeah, I'm not sure yeah, if you're I overhyping United or you're underestimating City, but uh, I think I feel like I feel like a bit of both. I think I, maybe I am overhyping, but I think you're definitely underestimating because it's not like we haven't versed anyone. Like it's not like we've just versed Spuds. We versed Arsenal. We versed Liverpool. We versed some big teams, and we haven't shipped goals. Like we have, we scored, we conceded one against Liverpool, one against Arsenal. Arsenal this season are battering teams. They're, they're scoring three a game at will. And yeah, we, but we even the goals we conceded, like against Liverpool, we sh- shouldn't have conceded. Mm. It was just a lucky goal for Seller. But we're it, not even scoring against bottom six teams at the moment. So to put the Liverpool argument in there, Bournemouth. yeah. But besides that, like we're having a shocking season, attacking wise. Clip that and Arsenal <laughs> as well. Like like I said, it's their first season bouncing on this form. City yeah. have been dominating for seven seasons. Yeah, but City have also had games this season where they haven't been able to score. They drew with Villa two weeks ago, one all. Yeah, because Stevie G, mate. (laughs) (laughs) If if Stevie G can get a fucking point. You're kidding me. If if fucking Stevie G can get a point out of City, why can't Ten Hag? I just think City are a different level, different gravy, more experienced. The best manager in history, Pep Guardiola. (laughs) Eddie Howe got a point out of City. Yeah, well, teams have one-off games. It's like saying Liverpool beats AC Milan 2005, so the AC Milan team is shit. I don't know. I it goes think back to what I was saying before about the Premier League. Like, teams figure out how to play against anyone. Like everyone, everyone knows the best way to play against whatever system. It it's it really just goes down to the day. Like if you. So what it, if you are disciplined for the whole 90 minutes? And City always up for it too. I think like with a Newcastle, you're more prone to slip because the only time you see City draw throughout the season is against like a Newcastle or a Palace because I think they might, I'm not sure if it's like a mentality, they switch off. But in those big games, they're always performing. Like they're big players no matter what, they play 100%. The only time they draw is when they verse those lower teams. So I'm not sure if that's just a mentality thing or not. Well, it, yeah, go on. In these... Liverpool. In these... Games where City like it's tight. What they're trying to do, what City are trying to do, is wait for that one moment where one player fucks up, mm. who goes out of the um, their defensive block, whatever yeah. you call it. Patient. Yeah, and the ability of so, players like Cancelo, Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne, just waiting for that moment for Halland just to get a split second mm. of a run. Yeah, it's over. I I hundred percent understand and agree with what you're saying. That uh, but City this is an unbelievable team. This is more so of me giving respects to City and how good they are. Yeah, not me shitting on United. Like I'm not going to this game for United are trash. That's why they're going to get B four one. Yeah, it's just how good City are. Yeah, that's fair. My th- my thinking behind it as well is the fact that City have shipped goals this season, mm. and they have in a in a lot of games they've gone behind. In a lot of games this season, you know Newcastle, they came back in the Champions League against Dortmund. Dortmund, they came back after being behind. The way Palace, I think they were two 0 down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Palace, they went behind. You know the way we're defending. If they give us a chance to go in front, I don't see them. Which 
to be fair, teams do back. because they don't expect. Yeah. They don't the, expect our runners to make the runs they make, and for players like Ericsson to pick that ball out, like yeah. And it, this this suits us to a tee. This game, yeah. This what, is, what I was going to say about City tr- being patient and waiting for gaps. Man United this season have been great at just not make making not, mistakes, not not being out of position. Yeah, so I think and that goes for you. I've predicted two all draw. Yeah, have you? Yeah. Jackie with a two all, and then two of us backed on the boys. Benny with a two one win. Me with a one nil win. I mean, yeah. This is the most confident I've been in a Manchester derby for a long time, I think. I'm not confident because Man City have a big Norwegian shithouse <laughs> who could either just like... We've got the butcher, mate. Yeah, we've got the butcher and we also got Raphael Varane who if the wind blows yeah. the wrong way, he gets injured. And if he gets injured... <laughs> no, did you hear... Um, if he gets injured, we have Harry Maguire sat on the bench and mate. if Harry Maguire's on the pitch, <laughs> then we're losing... <laughs> Um, I heard um, something recently where apparently when Ten Hag came in in the preseason because he obviously didn't play Varane because he was coming, nursing an injury. Um, basically, he came in and he was like, all right, we need to be playing Varane straight away. Mm. And he put him on like a specialist injury program, mm. like a, fit, a specialist fitness thing. And that's why he didn't play the first two games of the season as well was because basically he wanted him match fit before he played played him. Mm. But apparently he's been on this um this specialist um circuit for like he was on it for like a month and a half, two months before he played his first game. And it's just like he's apparently he's sort of feeling better than ever. Like good. So we need you Rafa. That but that's the that's that's what Ten Hag brings as well. Like he's involved with everything. Like every he's individual savage. player he he's wanting like circuits for Special special players like it's it's insane to see like when I'm required sit ups for him getting up and down off the bench at the end <laughs> of games <laughs> scumbag yeah that's an exciting one this one's also exciting it's Stinky Steve versus Ted Lasso Leeds versus Villa at Ellen's Road wonder <laughs> <Jesse laughs> crazy I'm be playing yeah <laughs> if he's not on the bench then the saga continues. <laughs> um, Scassy, you've taken this one 2 0 for Villa. Jackie, 3 1 for Villa. Benny and I, 2 0 against Leeds. Four Leeds, Four I should Leeds, say. Yeah. That's another game that can go either way. <sighs> yeah. Two teams, very sporadic results. Yeah. This is one for me. I was, I was, um, one, somewhat wanting to go for Villa because I, I, um, always back against them because of, I mean, because of Stinky Steve, pretty yeah. much. And I know, that can bite you in the arse in the predictions. But at Allen Road... Yeah, Allen Road's different gravy. You know, they, they yes, they they won their, I think, their second game or something for Villa last week. Um, but... For me, Alan. it just seems like a bit of a bounce back. Drawing to City, then win the game, and now it seems like they're on a bit of a form. So that's why I've backed them. Yeah. Could very well be that, to be honest. This one, another interest. Well, to be fair, all these games are interesting. Football's interesting. I'm interested in everything. It's interesting now because the games actually get no, no, the games. The league's getting set. I'm yeah. seeing where teams are and where the form is. Teams that need to pick results. And, yeah. And this one is a very much game of that for both teams. Leicester versus Nottingham at the King Power Stadium. This was hard. Yeah. Scashy's gone three one Leicester. Jackie's gone one nil Leicester. Benny's gone three two Leicester, and I've gone two nil Nottingham Forest. Wow. 
I don't, if, if I don't rate Nottingham, but I really don't rate Leicester. And I really don't rate Brendan Rodgers. That's harsh. It is, but... I think if, I think if Leicester loses, it's curtains for Rodgers. Apparently, compensation packages are being prepared. You've got to, like... Yeah, you've got to get rid of him. If, if he if they can't beat Nottingham, yeah, I think it's time it's time to go. For, I, I hate to say it, I don't think it's Rogers' fault, but no, I mean he's doing the best he can with whatever is going on behind the scenes at Leicester. Mm. I've still not seen much about what is going on. It's very no, it's very private, very behind closed doors. Um, Crazy to think as well that before we signed Ralph Ranić, Rogers was front runner for United's managerial role. Well, it was Conte. Oh, he was in the talks, but yeah, he didn't want it. Rogers was like our sort of main target because we didn't want to, we didn't really want a short term manager. If Leicester have financial issues, can even afford to sack Rogers? Well, that's why it's it won't be a snap decision. Apparently, they've been looking at compensation packages for weeks. So they're gonna have to pay him out like four mil. And then more. give more, and then give yeah. another manager a contract, bonus, a lot yeah. of money. They're obviously making ways. Like it's yeah. not like the big clubs where it's like a Chelsea you lose to Zagreb, and they're like, see ya. Yeah, um, there's twenty mil. See you later. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where I read this, but I feel like I read that Rogers is one of the highest paid managers in the Premier League as well. I can find that out for you. It's mental if he is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He, I, I, I do rate Rodgers, to be fair. He's, no, he's I think just man. the Leicester situation at the moment is just going against him. Yeah. I rate him too. Hard to think of a manager that would be able to survive through it, to be honest. Yeah. It's a terrible situation. Yeah. Even if yeah. Brighton would have been <laughs> the right. I was going to say, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. He is like that um, journeyman type manager. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that sort of mid-table to sort of breaking in top 10 team mm. would be perfect for Rodgers. I think he'll get a job, no worries, as well, after don't worry if, about it. if they yeah. sack him. I think he'll be he'll be all right. So Get Frank out of Everson Rogers in. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan is not. It is Pep, oh. Jurgen, Conte, Brendan, Arteta, Ranić at the time of this. Brendan's fourth. Yeah. Damn. Lowest paid is Thomas Frank, who's on one point five million a year. Compensation. They're gonna have to pay out to Rogers. Yeah. Graham Potter was on two million a year at Brighton. That's no wonder he said yes so quick. Yeah, <laughs> robbery. Tuchel was on seven, so it'd be at least on that. Oh, Ro- yeah. Rogers could take Stinky Steve's job. To be fair, if he gets could the be. sack, oh, I don't know if they have him back that quickly. Usually, if you lose lose a Premier League job, you don't get another Premier League job. See, I don't think that would happen to Rogers. I think because of the circumstances, I think he'd find a job pretty quick. You know, he's been. He's been pretty like he's been unreal for so many years. You know, he did did the bits at Swansea, then to Liverpool. Did Celtic well, went to Celtic after Liverpool, rejuvenated the career a bit, and then straight to Leicester where he's done unreal. You know, and like I said, not long ago he was front runner for Man United. Mm. So and the Arsenal gig, and Arsenal. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I I, I definitely. Think a mid-table club could come in for him if he gets a sack. Yeah, mm. with Everton, they've got money to spend. Oh, no. I don't, I don't think Everton will get him. I think I Everton has Frank. sold on Frank for a while. Frank's under he's a project. You can see the yeah, changes he made to that team. He's not getting big results, but he's doing well. I think. Yeah. I think. I think he's doing better than Steve Stevie G. 
<laughs> Go on then. Just look at the table, mate. Say yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But they're regressing. Whereas Everton are progressing. But it's like, where would they even Rogers go? But if he lo- loses the job, <laughs> besides Villa. Villa, like, where else would he go? Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Skash just said look at the table to see who the better manager is. I just want to let him know Everton are above Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah, I was talking before their win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are Villa? Are they 17? Villa are 15th. They're both on seven points. Yeah. But Everton are above Aston Villa. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> Bottom three, Leicester, Nottingham and West Ham. That's a crazy ball. Didn't predict those who the Leicester. Fucking hell. Sort your shit out. One point. One draw, six losses, minus I don't know 12 goal difference. If you don't sort it out. Ay, 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 I think ay. the positive for Leicester, though, is against Tottenham for the first sort of 60 minutes, 70 minutes, they weren't that bad. Yeah. You know, they didn't play that bad. They they conceded two sort of sloppy-ish goals, but they were in the definitely in the game. And then it just... I think a lot of that, that Tottenham result is it comes down to Sun. Sun came on and decided Spark, he was starting something. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But if if Leicester take that as a positive, because that was in in Brendan Rodgers' post match press conference, he he said that he was yeah. you know, you know that it was uh, there's a lot of positives to take. We're very much in the game for seventy minutes, Albert. Mm. Um, if they if the squad can take that into the Nottingham game, I think they they get a result there. Yeah, all it takes is one or two results as well for a team like that. They need to just get that confidence because they got the players and belief. Yeah, they need to get that confidence back around the squad. Get the feel good factor in there. That'll that'll start getting results again. I think. But I actually don't think he's given Leicester a serve like the Leicester players a serve after losing six two. No. Yeah, he just he's comes in and goes. Sometimes that can be bad as well. You know, you, you got to. I think you got to pick when to yeah, to absolutely lay out your if players. If you were yeah. shit and you lost six two, then you'd be human. But yeah. If you're reasonable for three quarters of the game, yeah. If you're up by, you know, three goals or something, and then they end up scoring too late, I think you still win the game. I think you're giving them a serve. Yeah. Maybe. I'm saying you're very fucking lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Cons. Yeah, I think that's the show this week. Mm. Our shortest podcast ever. Yeah, I know. That's what happens when there's no football. Mm. I thought we were going to scrap more about our. uh, all-time 11s, but... We all right. just agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually all sharp. just understand ball, so... Yeah. Um, we did say as well, it's pretty objective. It's yeah. su- subjective to, you know, your own opinions. Yeah. Yeah, give us your feedback. Let us know what you thought. Um, Let us know which team wins. Yeah. Of us four. Me, because mine's managed by me and I'm a genius. <laughs> should we, we should probably do a World Cup prediction soon too. Well, yeah, maybe yeah, after these internationals, up. see who's looking what. Yeah, but yeah, bit of discussion there. Yeah, leave a like, subscribe, share, follow if you're on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff, all the housekeeping things. And yeah, we'll be back again next week. We could up Hello the podcast. Guys. Bye.